Happy Friday, everyone. Um, lots to get to today. We're going to talk flooding. Um, we're going to talk water. Are we in a good place? Or are we in, still in a very bad place? We're going to start this morning talking about uh, a poll that says more adults now, a, a majority of adults, don't believe their children will be better off than they will be. Most Americans doubt their children will be better off. This is a Wall Street Journal report. Uh, the survey was at the University of Chicago, a nonpartisan research organization called NORC, um, did this survey. They surveyed 1,019 1, adults from March 1st to March 13th, largely, largely before the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. Um, subsequent to the turmoil in financial industry, roughly 4 in 10 Cited health care and housing costs were big worries. Two-thirds said inflation is a major concern. No matter how much they increase your pay, everything else goes up, according to one of the coordinators. I do fear that uh, I do fear that for the kids. So it is fascinating that uh, she's concerned her children will be worse off because deep divisions in America have left people unable to fix the country's problems. The single mother of two boys and an adult daughter earns about 45000 a year. She traded her Chevy Tahoe for a GMC terrain for her lower gas cost and is teaching her boys the importance of spending money in needs and uh, on needs and not wants. So we start there. Um, and let's talk about the disparity in the economy and why that happens and what the answer is. I will tell you that the political rancor that blames it on the rich is, is just a falsehood. The market dictates everything, and it just does. People pay what the value is. And the interesting thing about that is for the people that are victims in their minds of this, they behave the same way. They don't pay more for things that they don't need to, and if they're selling something, they sell it for the most that they can, and that is capitalism. Now, it's not a perfect system, but it's the best anyone's seen. It, the quality of life in the U.S. is better than most other places, I would say, in the world. The working poor in America. Poor in America is different than poor in other places in the world. So let me explain. Um, this statistic I know remains true, um, but maybe not so much, and you could certainly screens if not television sets, but the statistic used to be that the average American household has more televisions in it than people. And um, that statistic is absolutely true in my house. One person, three TVs. But I also have a laptop. There are people that have different screens. You put, You factor that in. That's an average American family. The poor in America have smartphones many times. I'm not complaining. This isn't a complaint. It's an observation that our quality of life is good because we have people that contribute to that quality of life. It's not a perfect system. There are greedy people. We need to do better. I would love to see something done with the homeless problem down at the zone. Uh, you know, the guys in the afternoon, Gatos and Chad, have done an amazing job of covering that and going down there and shedding light on it, which people aren't necessarily aware of what's going on down there until you see it with your own eyes. I've been doing it for years. And we understand that when you can be less than a mile away and see, you know, high rise uh, condos for sale for over a million dollars and less than a mile away, there are people shoulder to shoulder living in tents, doing drugs in public murders and sexual assaults going on. It says, well, there's the disparity in America, but it's a much deeper and bigger story than that. So there are a couple of things that I want to point out. And their local stories. I want to start with this. Phoenix City Council members make last-ditch push for prevailing wage ordinance. So um, 
uh, three members, Carlos Garcia, Laura Pastor, Betty Guardado, Guardado, wrote to city manager Jeff Barton just before 5 p.m. on Tuesday requesting a special meeting for the next day to consider a prevailing wage ordinance. Now, this prevailing wage means that you have to pay the minimum amount of money, which would be union wages, to employees on specific government jobs. So when you have a prevailing wage job, and for all those of you in construction, you already know this, but for some of you, you may not. Um, when you do a job for the federal government, Let's say you're going to build a post office. They have rules where there are the supplies that you must use. So for my trade, for the for the electricians, there is an upgraded level of material that you must use on that job. It's a part of the bidding process. And you are told this is what you will pay journeymen on your job. This is what you will pay apprentices on your job. This is what you will pay helpers. There is a minimum level of wages called prevailing wage. And it is a higher wage normally than what is paid locally in every other aspect of work. Which means you could build the exact same building with public dollars, I'm sorry, with private dollars for much less. Get the same quality building, the same quality workmanship, and just spend less money. But that prevailing wage is kind of a union-driven thing where you're forcing companies that want to bid on this job that they will bid this job at a much higher cost and then guarantee that they will pay their employees that much more money. That sounds great, right? To anybody out there that's a working person, imagine that. You're in construction like I am. And a company comes along and says, hey, I've got a project that's going to be about a year long, and it's a prevailing wage job. So why don't you jump over here, come to work for me. You're going to make a few more dollars an hour for the same work. Come work for us. Well, that's terrific, except they're government jobs. So you're taking the qualified workers that had already stressed market of the uh, public, you know, the the private sector workers are, or companies are struggling to get qualified labor. You're taking them away, but it's easy to do. It's always easier to spend somebody else's money. How many of you have ever had a company credit card? I have. And I've also issued company credit cards to employees. And you watch it like a hawk because when you're using someone else's credit card, so let's say, you know, my guys, I tell them, you guys did a really good job. Why don't you take the crew to lunch? Go to lunch today on me. Take the credit card, go to lunch. It's easy, man. What a great waitress. I'm going to tip her 35%. Pretty easy to do when you're signing my credit card. You're a hero with my credit card. If it's you going out to dinner with your girlfriend or your wife or, or both, whatever, um, you, uh, you, you calculate 15% on your phone when it's your credit card. That's what these prevailing wage things do. And this is what I'm, that concerns me is we look to the government to fix a problem, and it usually is things like this that doesn't, it doesn't fix anything. And it creates other problems. There's a story about complaining, and I'm not here to defend one specific group of people or not, but mobile home evictions move forward following a Phoenix Council meeting. And I hear everybody going after Grand Canyon University. There are some um, mobile home parks in that part of town where GCU is, and now the public is outraged, and they're protesting GCU for evicting people. Well, I'm pretty sure GCU has owned this property for over seven years, and people knew that this was coming because they're building student housing there. Not to mention the property values have gone up astronomically everywhere around that campus. And I believe, and again, if I'm wrong, I will correct myself because I'm still doing the homework on this. There are other people that own these mobile home parks. There's just one of them. It's owned by GCU. Why complain about this? It's because you see this big campus. You see this university. You see all the big buildings. You see what you think is wealth. And therefore, they're the ones to be attacked. I don't like seeing people not 
you know, staying in their homes. But if it's true, if it's true that those people were notified a long time ago that, hey, this is going to happen, that we have bought this property and eventually now we have been maintaining this property for seven years. We've been keeping a roof over your head. We've been maintaining the property. But now the time has come. We need the land for our student housing. How is how are you angry at a place that if you look around that neighborhood and the transformation that has happened because of Grand Canyon University? Now, I have no ties to GCU. I have I don't I've never worked there. I've never I don't have any connections. So this isn't an infomercial. This is an observation that when they came in and took over that university, it was going to be bankrupt. It was a small little tiny campus kind of nondescript and it was going underwater financially. And the transformation we've seen in that community over the years, if you've never been on that campus. Now, the basketball program has made the big dance and, the, the, you know, they've got um, I talked one time with a coach. And the captain of their uh, women's rugby team. So they've got sports over there, huge online presence, great facilities. It is a cool looking campus. It really is. And they have driven up the property value around them because they transformed what was a dying college campus into a major driver of revenue. That's a good thing for that neighborhood. So when there are some people that in their minds are victims of that uh, growth and expansion, I don't not I don't um, I do feel bad for them. I think that people should be able to help them get to where they were. But if you dig deeper into the story, were they offered help earlier? Were they told much earlier that this was coming and to make other plans? I mean, that's that's part of what's happening. So when we talk about the disparity in rich and poor and we talk about the haves and the have-nots, there's a deeper story there. And this is someone – I'm talking to you as someone who for a time in my life, as a young child, we were fairly middle class when I was a little kid. When my parents divorced, we were poor. I mean very little food in the house, barely a roof over our head poor. So I've lived there. I understand what it's like to watch someone like my mother work her butt off to climb out of poverty. I've seen it happen. It's not easy. And at times it's ugly. It's sad. But man, blaming the rest of the world that has wealth for your poverty never helped anyone. And I just hope that kindness is shown by everyone involved. I don't I'm not callous. I just know that there are wealthy people that have been nothing but benevolent and giving, and there have been poor people that are greedy and steal from each other. You go down to the zone and you find out people are fighting because this is my corner of the sidewalk and killing each other over it. It's not right. The perception is not right. Are we out of the woods with flooding in the valley? We've got new updates on the water levels and what's happening. It's coming up here in just a moment. How high is the water, mama? Two feet high rise. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Homemade boat, because that's the only thing we got left that'll float. It's already over all the wheat and oats. Two feet high and rising. That's an interview we did in Black Canyon City um, recently. Uh, thanks for being here today. we got to talk about this water issue. Reservoirs full, evacuations lifted as some flood warnings remain. So the good news is we have uh, we, these. Uh, the reservoirs are full. That's great news. Why? This is before I get into the topic uh, at hand. This is the part of it I don't understand. The lack of trust in humanity. Um, 
we are hearing there are people that are tripping all over themselves to say that this isn't good news. This is great news. No one is saying that the longest drought we've seen in a very long time is over. No one is saying don't do anything anymore to conserve water, that everything is fixed and it's all solved. What we're saying is the reservoirs are full. When a big part of the state was under drought and it no longer is, is good news. But the people that are kind of locked into the politics of this can't let it be good news. You know, this water that's being released, the majority of this water that's being released is just going downstream and out into the Gila River. And it's just going to be gone and it's not going to be conserved. It's not going to be saved. It's doing nothing for our aquifers and we're really not doing anything for our water. And they're overflowing right now. Now, that doesn't mean Lake Mead is fixed. It doesn't mean any of that. But why can't we enjoy the fact that. Thank God, if I can say thank God, thank God that the water in our in all of our reservoirs is full at capacity. That's a good thing. We are going to have this runoff when the snow begins to melt. We don't know what's going to happen to the Colorado River yet. But instead of uh, this is where it all piles up is it's only about bad news for the climate, because then if there's bad news and you're afraid, you will take all these measures. And and as if somehow everybody just believes everything is over. It makes me crazy when people do this. Um. Uh, many of the set-go statuses issued in the wake of the rising stream flows have been lifted or reduced in multiple areas of Yavapai and Coconino counties, but residents are still advised to stay alert as flood, flood warnings may persist. According to the Coconino County Twitter, a recent set order has been lifted and all residents should return to ready status as creek levels have substantially lowered. Higher than normal flow is still expected in Oak Creek, however, potentially making it an impossible traverse low water crossings and driveways. Again, I'm going to repeat myself. We still have issues with flooding possibly, but it's a good thing that our reservoirs are full. Tempe Town Lake floods amid wet Arizona winter. They've closed boating activities until further notice. <clears throat> we have seen a massive drought. It was predicted by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration in October that this was going to be an extremely drought-filled, dry winter for the southwestern United States and for Southern California. It has been exactly the opposite than what is expected. That should be considered a blessing if that's what you believe or a great thing. And man, have we gotten lucky. We have gotten a bit of a reprieve in the midst of all of this drought. <clears throat> Call it an oasis. We got an oasis going on right now. The politics of this is what makes the issue of climate change one that is adversarial. I don't waste very much. I try not to. Um, I try to do all of the little things that are asked of me. Uh, but what I'm not buying into is I'm not buying into that people are the problem, that human beings in the expanse of the human existence and the moving forward of the human existence is the cause of the problems in the world. And here's proof that the earth has an opportunity, has the ability to heal itself. 
what's more, what is more arrogant? The arrogance from the other side says of people like me, how arrogant I am to think that we can keep doing what we're doing to the land and not destroy this planet. And I would say to you, your arrogance is that you believe that little things that you can do are going to change how the earth behaves. It was here long before we got here, and it's going to be here long after we're gone. And that if you want to make it an adversarial thing, you do that. I I can serve. I do the right thing. I use I told you I use the blue garbage can and we all know it goes to the same place. There is no difference between your green trash and your blue trash. Nobody recycles properly the way you're really supposed to recycle doesn't happen. But I'm all in favor of it. I'm all in favor of smashing your aluminum cans and turning them in. And I'm, I'm in favor of reusing plastics and all that stuff. But you think you're going to give me a paper straw at a restaurant and you're doing something. And it's just – it's infuriating that somehow you are you are above the rest of us because you believe the earth is being destroyed. Yet many of these people still fly, fly private. They do their thing, but they tell you how to live. It's a – you know, we should be celebrating this. I mean honestly, we should be celebrating the fact that the reservoirs are full. Thank God. Get on your knees. Thank God for the reprieve. Didn't think this was going to happen this year. This is amazing. Can't wait till the melt happens. And let's see what happens to the Colorado River. Coming up in a moment, Gatos is going to join me. It's our big Q poll question of the day. It happens in just a couple of moments. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, happy Friday, Gatos. Oh, happy Friday. I got a good cue. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Should America ban TikTok? Yes. No, I'm not sure. So they had all these congressional uh, meetings and uh, boy, the uh, representatives really went after the TikTok guys. So uh, uh, do you have TikTok? No. Okay. Do you have it because you do you not have it because of China? No, not really. I just um, I just don't have it. I I mean I see the videos because I have you know I see the reels videos on Instagram and stuff, yeah. and so I'll see yeah. some of the TikTok stuff come through. It's just not my thing. I mean I I don't use it. I don't use those video platforms. Um, I think I'm kind of aged out of that. So I see the funny ones when people send it to me, but I don't use it, and I don't have it downloaded uh, I, app. I don't have the app downloaded. Yeah. I don't have it either, but I know the, the well. The reason is I know I would be on it all day, watching like those twenty second videos. You know, you can find that on Instagram or yeah. Facebook. If I had TikTok, I'm not kidding you, I would be on it all day. I I'd get be totally addicted. Remember how we used to sit in front of the computer and get caught up in the YouTube vortex? One video leads to another video, leads to another video, yeah. and two and a half hour. Yeah. What's I do? The, you're right because I do the same thing. Because once I see one of those reels videos, it links you You're to in. another and I'm in and yeah. the scare videos when they're scaring each other I think that's those are hilarious <laughs> huh. hilarious yeah, you for hours I do like I here, do here's TikTok you know how like when you this is the new version of TikTok uh, of what we used to do so when you would get home you're like I'm bored I'll watch TV and you flip through TV that's uh, TikTok's a better version of that it's you don't have to flip around to do anything. You do it right from your phone. You're going from one thing to the other. Fast, fast, fast. Watch, watch, watch. 
and it's like the new version of flipping you know your TV on and just seeing what's on. It's funny because it's a much better one. That happens to me. I'll put the TV on. I'll put on a movie or a documentary or something, and then I'll yeah. grab my phone to check it, and one of those videos right. will pop up. And next thing I know, the movie's over. I haven't watched a minute of it, but I've been watching yep. these videos and giggling by myself, giggling like an idiot. It, it, it's, I, I know. Yeah. I, if they ban it in America, our kids are going to go crazy because that's what they're watching. And if we take that away from them, I'm telling you, man, it's going to be – I'm not saying – I wouldn't do it. If I, This is how I would do it. If you're a parent and you don't trust TikTok and you're not a fan of China, which you shouldn't be, uh, don't let your kid have the app. Yeah, and but if there's the proof – telling us that. If there's proof that the CCP is using this information against the American people in some way, if there's yeah. proof of that, I understand what they're saying. But you're right. Parental guidance is really what should rule here. There you go. We actually agree on something at I the know, end. We've Once agreed again. a couple of times this week. It's uh, it's a little bit scary. Yeah. I'm going to have to uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to rethink my whole life over the weekend. <laughs> Me too. We'll go to our we'll go to our separate churches and pray for each other. How about that? Let's do it, man. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Thanks, Gatos. Man, have a great weekend. Uh, you too. All right. The Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. You can go to KTAR.com and weigh in and see how other people vote. Another murder suspect out on bond. Why is this a big issue? It's all about that crime and punishment. We'll talk about it in a moment.